everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today. Today, Sean and I are going to do some industry reviews. So I'm super excited about that. Just some new things, especially going into 2024 that really need to be looked at and talked about and something that we haven't done before. So this should be really interesting. Sean, thank you so much for joining me today. You're very welcome. Here we go. Yeah. So first industry we're going to tackle is manufacturing. And so just to start, can you kind of give an overview of some of the main pain points that manufacturing companies experience and kind of what we would define manufacturing the companies we see? Yeah. So when we talk about manufacturing, we're talking about um, companies, some nonprofits manufacture too, believe it or not. So there's a business process where you take a lot of stuff and make one thing, or you have one thing and you make it into a lot of stuff. It can go either way, like our energy companies are the latter. Mm-hmm. Um, we have uh, organizations that make um, everything from uh, duck decoys, literally, um, all the way to energy, right? That's kind of interesting when you think about the energy companies as a manufacturer, which we don't typically. Mm-hmm. But um, there's also process manufacturers uh, like Keffer. Um, and other food products too. So awesome. it's a wide swath of companies that are out there making a lot of products and a lot of different ways that they do it, right? Some mm-hmm. companies make everything on their own. They're taking raw materials from multiple vendors. Other companies really don't make anything, right? They're a brands company or they're more design oriented and they work, work with contract manufacturers all over the world to uh, put together products. And then they, they drop ship those products directly to their customers. So mm-hmm. they may never touch it. Mm-hmm. So lots of variety as well as sort of a make to order, make to stock, engineer to order, make to build. You know, there's a lot of different modes of manufacturing as well that companies have that all, all of what I just said impacts the requirements that they have for ERPs. So it's a very diverse industry for sure. Yeah. And if you could just kind of go into, I know that we defined different industries by their pain points, Mm -hmm. some of the main things that we see. Can you touch on some of those pain points? You bet. So manufacturers, um, it, yeah, just being at one yesterday, that's the one that's on my mind. But, but if you think about product-based businesses, they, they have to constantly be aware of inventory. It seems obvious, but um, especially during the COVID era where a lot of raw materials were on back order, they were stuck at ports, they couldn't get to those raw materials. Well, what happened then is there was huge, huge orders in 2021 and 2022 for a lot of materials. A lot of building occurred in different um, subsets, different micro verticals, like consumer goods, like exercise equipment, for instance, right? Or recreation equipment or whatever. Well, now those end-to-end customers, namely the retailers, are sitting on a lot of inventory. And so the, 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 the impact uh, back to the supply chain is we don't need any more. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait a minute. We were planning on you needing a lot more. So you know, inventory, inventory replenishment, inventory planning – a material requirements planning, like you could just imagine this, this, this plethora of issues that these organizations run into when they're trying to figure out getting raw material at the right time in order to have finished goods that go to their customers who then go to their customers and customers at the right time. So there's a lot of timing and in, in inventory. So that's a big one for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I think another one from a kind of an ERP perspective too, like I want to say planning that's the button that a lot of companies have. Um, oh, we want to do better planning, so we're going to get an ERP. I honestly think um, it's really more 
the problem is around master data management. I usually don't talk about that. That's something we haven't mm-hmm. really touched on in a lot of our issues, yeah. or a lot of our, our issues of uh, business advisors, uh, trusted business advisors, or even in the ERP Minute, we talk about mm-hmm. some of the planning systems out there. But ultimately, um, these companies, they need to codify their their raw material, their work in progress, their subcomponents, their final components, their finished goods, and the status of all of those items just across the life cycle, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and there's also maintenance, repair, and operations that these companies have because they usually have machines and they have to maintain those. That's yeah. a different story. But but those are probably two big things that, that I would say are kind of big pain points right now. Yeah, definitely. Would you say this wasn't necessarily something we planned on talking about, but I know lots of industries are seeing more of a push from legacy systems onto the cloud. Is yeah. that still prevalent in manufacturing? Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's pretty wild, actually. Um, I think a lot of companies have, um, they kind of had, boy, it's so many different varieties are going through my mind right now. Um, we have, we have companies that, um, have legacy systems from 20, 30 years ago mm-hmm. where the person who, who wrote it is about to retire. Hopefully, you know, hopefully they won the lottery. Yeah. Hopefully they didn't get hit by a bus. Did I ever tell you we did have a client years ago that the person literally got hit by a bus? No. They were walking in downtown Denver and wham, they got hit by a bus. You don't hear that that often. You really don't. But that's the reason why the saying's there, I guess. Surprises you guys too, I see. Yeah. Literally, the person's in the hospital who's like, uh, we don't know how to get into our system like to fix things. So... Anyway, we don't wish that for anybody. We'd rather they win the lottery. Um, <laughs> that's the other way to say it. But, but you, so you get these legacy systems, you know, there's all that for sure. And a lot of manufacturers, cause you have to remember manufacturing. And I think we're going to talk about distributors separately too, which yes, is cool. We are. There's margin that are in these businesses that aren't necessarily fairly high. So mm-hmm. there's not a ton of free flow cash that, Hey, we're going to go buy the next best thing in technology. They're like, no, we're going to go buy a new machine, right? That can, yeah. that can operationalize the business. A friend of mine um, had a bakery that he sold bakery. It was a large bakery. Um, and, and at one point they had um, people that would dip the uh, cake pops, right? And mm-hmm. literally they had like lots of cake pops in their hands. Well, <laughs> they designed a machine that would dip the cake pops. So the people went and did something else. that was more value add mm-hmm. than dipping cake pops they'd rather put money into that kind of a machine yeah. than in erp so long story short um there you go fascinating i don't even remember what the question was because you know, that was no. all of those analogies no i think you touched on it because it was really that <laughs> that legacy system question so yes. um that kind of leads into our next question which is with so many recent technology and industry changes specifically for manufacturing. How do you think the manufacturing industry was impacted in 2023? Mm. Yeah, I think 2023 is a little bit of a, I say is because we're not done yet. It is a little bit of a wait and see, right? Mm -hmm. There's sort of two levels to it. There's the wait and see specifically on AI, AI, AIO, right? <laughs> and in this manufacturing, we had a system, AI, AIO. You could make a song if you, you wanted could. to. I bet Nick and Will could like do something right now. Our actually. next series. But next series. <laughs> we could do ERP like, like uh, not nursery rhymes. We have to make them a little more interesting. 
not wraps, but anyway, there's, there's two levels. Sorry. There is a little bit of wait and see with sort yeah. of ML, AI, again, EIEIO, all these different things that are happening. And manufacturers don't typically take on next generation technologies until they really are stabilized. So that's the first thing, layer. But the yeah. other layer to this is there are a lot of legacy ERPs out there. A lot from Microsoft to SAP to even Epicor, uh, so many different vendors, Infor, uh, Oracle. It just goes on and on. So you have a lot of legacy manufacturing companies that are using these these systems that aren't going to be supported yeah. in the near future. And as you know better than anybody, eh, there might be a little bit of support, but, but companies are kind of using that as the impetus to say manufacturers are saying, you know, we probably need to change. Yeah. Barely got through COVID. You know, margins aren't, they're not bad. The economy is this wait and see what happens, like waiting for the other sh a shoe to fall and it hasn't fallen. So maybe we do need to look at what is the right investment for the mm -hmm. business for the long term. Like we've got a family run business right now in the process manufacturing where they've been waiting to see what happens, right? And they've just said, okay, we, we got to go check. We got to go yeah. look at the market, see what's going on. So I think that practical level, a lot of our, our, well, our clients, especially, that's why they're our clients, they're looking to change. But I talked to a lot of other companies, they're investigating this, what does it really mean to get on a new platform? And I think the thing that they see that's really interesting, specific to manufacturers is it does give them the opportunity to sort of do their business processes in the way that they think about their business today which yes. is very different than how it was maybe 10 years, 20 years ago, not just when they implemented their old system, but when they were of a certain size. Yeah. So I see this just globally across manufacturers, especially as their value chains have changed and their products have changed. And, and remember, finding a pure manufacturer is actually kind of difficult because mm -hmm. there's value-added services that they do. Maybe they distribute somebody else's products. Maybe they do some assembly. They do some kitting. They take a couple products from their vendors, plus their own product equals a new product that goes to customers. They might do more services, more field services. Mm -hmm. You know, you sort of get this blending of, of capabilities. So now when they look at new software, you know, uh, these, these platforms are built to support sort of the adjacent industries and those capabilities all in one. Whereas before, it wasn't that way. So they may have had best of breed applications, yeah. et cetera. Yeah. And no, I mean, we're definitely seeing that shift from from best of breed to single platforms hybrid yeah. models i mean we hybrid models are usually pretty effective for lots of these businesses That's right. and even the vendors like you said so many of them are looking at not the salute necessarily the solutions that they offer but the platform in which they are offering them so that these companies can look to them as like they're all in one and not necessarily have to be like they're great for now no. but are they going to be good in 10 years yep and nobody wants to be like, well, we're going to be going through this again in 10 That's years. Right. That's exactly right. So you kind of touched on it, but what would you say the greatest challenge manufacturing companies, what is the greatest challenge that manufacturing companies should look out for in 2024? Mm. Um, I think there's three things that are occurring. Um, the first one is the value chains were really disrupted in 2020 and really disrupted in 2021 and in 2022. And then you're kind of stuck with, like I said earlier, inventory being dispersed throughout this, you know, your supplier suppliers or your customers, customers. And again, you sort of have this economic kind of environment. That's like, you know, a little wonky. I think it's going to be an election year. 
right? Yes. Yeah. So gosh knows what that's going to bring. <laughs> um, but, you know, I see manufacturers just kind of plow through whatever the conditions are, right? You just yeah. learn, you know, it's, it's just, that's just what you do. So I do think there's just some macroeconomic factors that are going to be a little more prevalent in 2024 than, than other years. Um, inflation's still high. Interest rates are still high. So, you know, folks aren't out there buying new machines unless they can pay cash, but a lot of, a lot of manufacturers actually are cash, basis or their cash position is pretty strong. So that's why they can look at new systems, mm-hmm. right? Um, so I think there's those factors that we're not economic people like at that level. So I probably shouldn't, yeah. even, I probably said too much, but from a 2024, from a systems perspective for manufacturers, you know, there's definitely more integration capabilities. Um, I think the general technical capability of of our clients, the companies that we're talking to, and even the the companies that we just come in contact with at the Infor mm-hmm. conference or some of these other conferences that we go to, they're all a little more tech savvy. Yes. See, I think that's the thing that that 2020 forced everybody to kind of wake up on their technology on a yeah. lot of other things too, but definitely on technology. So now um, it, an AI the interesting thing with AI is it's kind of a little gimmicky, frankly. I mean, there's going to be AI people that are probably going to write bots against whatever about ERP advisors now, because they said that, please don't do it. Please, please, please. We get enough weird emails from me to Will <laughs> saying, Hey, Will, or uh, what, what is it? Uh, kind, kindest greetings. Will. <laughs> can you send me $10,000? warm regards, Sean. No, I don't talk like that. (laughs) Thankfully we all know that, but, but seriously that I I think the vendors, excuse me, the, the, the the customers, the manufacturing companies, they're just more savvy than they've ever been. And I think that's across the board. You can't not be. And, and again, with this trend of like AI is opening up everybody's eyes to what's next, much like cloud did, they don't want to miss the trend They're but they're not also not going to be at the, you know, at the front edge of the change, uh, the early disruptors, but they don't want to be on the trial of disillusionment, which is a phrase from Gartner group where they've, you know, kind of like, Oh, this isn't going to work the way we want it. Like, you know, I think 2024, um, I think manufacturers are going into the the year with their eyes wide open on what the vendors are doing. Like you said, what platforms mm-hmm. they're going after, that's going to become more important. I think our manufacturing clients are more savvy. They're asking those kinds of questions, not just feature function. Um, and I would say the last thing is um, without, without a good understanding of what the systems can do – it's very easy to do a transformation project assuming way too much. Yeah. And I do think our manufacturers sort of, especially if they haven't done a system for a long time, their expectations are here. The salespeople set the expectations here. You know, the implementation people are going to, you know, shoot for here. And we're maybe somewhere in the middle, right? We mm-hmm. want to do that. So I do think it's a big trend for 2024. Is I think we're going to see a lot of failed ERP implementations for manufacturers. Not our clients. That's not going to happen. But I do think there's so many folks out there buying and talking to so many different vendors that get their expectations set too high. And those projects aren't going to do very well. And the the the, the tough part is... um 
you know, especially the PE back companies, the cash is king. Mm -hmm. So if they're spending money on these implementations, I mean, frankly, we had one company that stopped their deal this year. Now they have some kind of a liquidity event happening, but I think the deals are going to stop and or the implementations are going to stop in 2024 for bad reasons. I don't like that. Maybe we'll do more. Stay tuned through 2024. We'll give you lots of key points, guys, always on what not to do and what to do. But unfortunately, I think we're just going to see a lot of failures because there's a lot of people out there looking at technology and there's a lot of vendors selling it. And they're still going to sell it like it's, you know, a McDonald's Happy Meal. Like you just show up, you get your meal and you're out, right? Well, there's no nutrition in that. Um, And I just buy the software and it works, right? Uh Uh-uh, there's a lot more to it. Exactly. I mean, I was even like contemplating, thinking about that opportunities for us in 2024 to kind of help people set expectations because we talk about that so much. Like I know we had a call early in 2023 that was kind of about like how to fall in love with your new ERP. Mm -hmm. And a big part of that was people set their expectations way too high. That's right. And then suddenly they're upset because, oh my goodness, the system doesn't do everything for me. It's not a robot running my business. It's not like that. It's not what people expect it to be. That's exactly right. Um, And kind of rolling into that, things that we continue to talk about, what are the technology factors that will help manufacturing companies win in 2024? Um, I think the biggest one is uh, not AI. They're not going to win with AI in 2024. Not yet. 2026, 27, 28, you bet. Mm -hmm. Um, I I do think it's, it's back to basics with, you know, integrated order to cash, procure to pay, your reporting, your, you know, getting time, you know, your payroll time, getting it over to the payroll company. So I think there's sort of the basic blocking and tackling of just automating business processes. Um, I think um, manufacturing execution system, we have a client that has um, a, a very strategic partner in China that's implementing an MES. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a lot of manual processes in China, but I, I do think, and I've heard this from several other companies that they're even from the, from a more manual basis, even those organizations are looking at how they can do MES correctly. So then they have more visibility of throughput and efficiency and can track waste and scrap and all that kind of stuff, uh, versus just a spreadsheet. Yeah. Um, so. You know, I I think the technology trends for 2024 aren't going to be very different than 2023. I don't think there's a cloud or AI equivalent that's going to emerge in the market. Um, But uh, again, I I think a lot of companies are going to go from legacy to cloud-based systems. A lot, a lot more than we can all even imagine. The addressable market is mammoth. Even when you look at one vendor Epicor at the manufacturing companies that are on the older platforms that are looking at what to do, including Kinetic, which is great. Yeah. Um, there's just going to be a lot of companies that are going to make the switch. So um, I do think 10 years from now, things look very, very different. Yes. But that yeah. thought will save for a different call. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> we will have plenty to talk about in yes. a few years. Um, so you kind of touched on it already. We're starting to get into the vendor conversation. Are there specific tools that you're seeing the vendors invest in that will benefit co- manufacturing companies in 2024 or even tail end of 2023? Yeah. Yeah. I think um, um, several vendors have made plays uh, into AI, of course. Mm-hmm. I, again, they're tinkering with that, trying to figure out what that looks like or 
uh, Joule from SAP or some of these other AI sort of strategies. I know um, you, I think we both were at a, um, well, you were at a presentation on AI with NetSuite mm-hmm. in a little bit more detail than I was. Or Miney that just came out Mine. with QAD. There you go. That was on this week's so episode right. of the RP Minute. So is that like her Miney? It's like Miney, isn't it? Well, it's because it's um, process mining. So Miney. Miney. There you go, Miney. Hello, Miney. That's what I think of. Or Miney. Anyway, we'll save those oh, accents funny. for later. Um, but um, but so I think that'll come later. Um, I'm not sure. Yeah. yeah. Say the question again. Um, what are just some of the new tools that vendors are creating, working on, that are going to help yeah. manufacturing businesses in 2024? I, I think uh, several manufacturing companies, uh, software vendors have purchased best of breed tools. You yes. guys, you and Nick and Will, cover it in the ERP Minute, mm-hmm. right? So that's why people have to listen to the ERP Minute. It's like literally a minute or two about what's going on in the market, yeah. the ERP market. But when you look at the acquisitions that the companies are making, they are in like like niche solution areas around configure price quote, yes. right? Or process mining or um, even integration tools. Like like you see the vendors sort of building out their kind of kingdoms, right? It's it's like that game. Uh, my son used to play the game with uh, like the miner guy. What was the game? You guys probably know. Um, uh, you know, the one that was such Minecraft? a big deal. Minecraft. Did you guys play Minecraft? Did you guys, did you play? I was, I've never really played okay. Minecraft. Did you guys? Oh, Okay. All right. I guess we didn't play that much. All right. Maybe a little. <laughs> My son played it a lot. But you kind of build out like this whole universe around you of stuff, right? And I think that's what each vendor is doing. Manufacturing ERP vendors doing is they're building out their universe. So you'll see them flush out specific feature function areas. I mean, I think we'll continue to see Aptian is going to buy, you know, other software solutions yeah. that are related to food. Mm-hmm. It may even smell like food or taste like food, but I mean, they're going to buy everything, right? And they're, apparel. And apparel, and right? Apparel. Trying to bring together these micro vertical solutions. Um, so I think we'll continue to see that. I don't really think 2024 is going to be like, a, oh my gosh, this is the year of blah, mm-hmm. right? I, I think it's really, unfortunately, it's the year of a lot of migrations to cloud solutions, like, like mammoth amounts. And it's funny because even as I say that, like some of the software vendors we work with would say, there's no way the demand is going down. We're not growing at the rates that we used to, right? That's that's why you see some of these announcements from the software vendors, even though their their percent of uh, increase is still pretty good. It's not as high as they set the expectations with Wall Street. Yes. So the rates, the prices, excuse me, their stock price goes down. But I'm telling you, I still think there's a ton of pent up demand, and it's to just do like the phase one basic get into the new system so that phase five or six, they can do process automation. They can leverage AI. They can do um, analytics and reporting maybe as a phase three or four or something. Um, so anyway, that that's what I think. This is kind of boring. I wish I had something more interesting to share. I don't think it's boring though. Good. I think well, you love ERP. Too. I do love ERP. I'm a I dork, know, but um, <laughs> we, I would agree. I think there's lots of, I mean, even from my perspective, seeing the market, there's still pent up to, I think people are just more hesitant than they have been. And I don't, I think that hesitancy is letting up. Yeah. At least based off of what I've seen. I know the vendors, like you said, when we look at their financial results and we analyze those, like their cloud revenue is not increasing as much as it used to. Yep. Um, And, but it's still 
significant amounts. I know that it's like, oh, there you see all the articles where it's like, oh, so and so their cloud revenues down significantly, and it's still, oh my goodness, they went up nine percent right. in a billion dollar revenue. Exactly. Like they're still making tons of money. And yes. you see those investments in infrastructure, but I think they're prepping for there to be more. Yes. Um, and then just kind of to wrap this up, what are the major ERP reminders for mm. manufacturing companies that you would like them to walk away with as um, we enter 2024? Yeah. Yeah. So like if I, if I had to say one thing, that's what I'm thinking with. Like the one thing to, if you're a manufacturer going into 2024 and you made it this far on our call, um, and I want to really make it worth it for you to listen, I would say you better be clear that you really understand what you need. That is like a textbook answer. Like my accounting professor, Mr. Wheeler, always used to say, whenever I ask you a question, the right answer is always, it depends. Yep. For us, it's always, well, you've better know your needs. But man, I really, really, really mean that going into 2024 because there are so many solutions out there. There's so many cool things that you can do now that you couldn't do before that are that are it's just like a like a kiddo like reaching up, you know, to that shelf. And they they before they we couldn't reach up to advanced planning and scheduling for uh, a cost effective manner. You can do that now. You know, you can get CPQ tools that are wicked, super cool, um, that, you know, we couldn't afford or didn't have the, the technical, uh, ability within our, our company to do that. Well, there's some gal running around who studied analytics in school and then she was an engineer, um, uh, a project engineer, and then she's bored and she starts building out this amazing CPQ stuff, right? We've had that happen with clients. Uh, we had that happen specifically with a high tech company we were working with. It's amazing. Like these people are, are picking up these tools and then, and then sometimes they just go buy the tool. They don't tell anybody because it's relatively cost effective to get a user on. So I think, I think we're reaching up. We're able to, you know, we've matured where we can reach all these super cool tools that used to be available just to super high end companies that could mm -hmm. afford super high end systems integrators. Yeah. And the systems integrators, you know, they're expensive and blah, blah, blah. But they kind of do know what they're doing because they've been through it before. Yeah. So a manufacturing company hasn't been to this transformation before. Man, I can think of five different instances, even in our customer base, of companies that found really amazing industry best practice solutions for food, for whatevering, uh, labeling and, and safety data sheets and, and all kinds of things. Um, but how does that fit into your overall strategy? Like, how do we build apps that are really going to maintain our size and our capabilities going into the new year where it is a little, it is a little tricky with the, like I said, sort of at the beginning of this, the macroeconomic things, but you just have to be really careful to know what it is you really, really need. Shoot for minimum viable product mm -hmm. in phase one for sure. You know, it's, it's sort of like you want to select the world. But then when you implement, you just do like, just like your little tiny house first. <laughs> then you go to the block, you know, or the neighborhood. Then you go to the city. Then you go to the state. Then you take on the world, right? But you want to yes. know that your vendor can do everything as best as you can for the long term. Mm -hmm. But then just focus on little bite-sized chunks and you won't have the failures. The failures will come from failed expectations. Yes. You sell all your stakeholders on, we're going to revolutionize the universe, our universe, our business. And then you get 
this much done in phase one, but this much gets all your data standardized. Your master data strategy is set. You get business processes that are super strong and you can actually monitor them. You can statistize what your people are doing. You have visibility for end to end with your, with your supply chain that you never had before. Like there's a ton of value in that. So I think just set the real expectations, realistic expectations. Don't bite off more than you can chew. Um, look for, you know, shoot for the stars, but aim for the lodge poles. I love that, you know, lodge pole pines, you know, um, with your vendor, go for the vendor that's doing a lot. And again, there's so many changes that are happening that we see that a customer doesn't have to worry about with technology underpinnings, with all of the cloud-based software vendors, with their hyperscalers, um, et cetera, find out a little bit about what that looks like. And if there isn't a good story there, then that might be something else that, that should kind of raise the hair on the back of your neck for future needs. Not huge today. Feature functionality and implementation partners should drive your decision. Technology platform, I think, really going into next year and the year after is just going to start making itself more known mm -hmm. because I do think the hyperscalers, AWS, Azure, Google, all those guys, their tools are going to become more consumable by enterprise apps Mm -hmm. software people, which frankly usually are, they're like me are not exactly the best developers, right? <laughs> the technology and underpinning people are wicked smart. The telco people are the smartest, <laughs> um, but it'll start to all sort of make sense what this new universe sort of is going to start to look like. But, you know, as Elon Musk said in 10 years, we're all out of a job anyway. So I don't, I don't even know why we're doing these, but I, I don't want to end it on such a negative point, but I do think I'm kind of all over on this call, but the bottom line is, a manufacturer has got to be careful that they understand what they really need and that their, their vendor is going to deliver it. Their software implementation partner is going to be there for them and they'll make it through. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you, Sean. We're going to wrap this up, but thank you so much for joining us. Please tune into our distribution, nonprofit, all these other industry calls that we're going to be doing. Thanks. Thank you.